Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Labyrinth, a literary, arts, and mental hygiene podcast. As we explore a literary corner for the very first time, what you're going to be hearing is going to be different, as it is going to be a recorded clip from the studio of Voice of Nigeria. So this recording is actually an in-conversation with Angela Yukire, an on-air personality and producer at Voice of Nigeria, and Hannah Tubashir Adamu, a writer and serial entrepreneur, and also the founder of Labyrinth. So the conversation is surrounding her debut book, Poison in My Honey. The themes of identity, the woman, society, her inspiration, style, and advice to fellow writers. So stay tuned and enjoy. Thank you. Now, the term writing is a medium of communication that represents language and emotion with signs and, of course, symbols. But writing is not a language, but a tool used to make language readable. Now, here in the studio with me, I have Hanatu Bashir Adamu. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're right. So is this your first time at Voice of Nigeria? Yeah, it is. First um, ever. <laughs> all right. Okay. So it's wonderful to have you here with us once again. Thank you. pleasure is all mine. You're here for a special reason. You have this book titled Poison in My Honey. Yes. That's an interesting title. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I still want to dive a little bit more into that title. But before that, I want to ask, who is Hanatu? Tell us a bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Hanatu is a young northern Muslim Nigerian girl. Um, I grew up in Kano. Well, I started my education in Kano. Mm. Then I moved back to Abuja, mm. attended a boarding house. Immediately afterwards, went to university, studied international and comparative politics. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. with American University of Nigeria. <laughs> So um, most of my writings mm. were kind of influenced by my stay mm. there, mm. my okay. stay in Yola, actually. So mm. afterwards, I stayed in Abuja for a while, then moved back to Kano, mm. my hometown. Well, afterwards, I went to BUK, mm. did my master's in international studies and diplomacy. Mm. But then I was still hell-bent on writing. And writing I didn't pursue any career in that aspect. Mm. Then I attended LBS, Lagos Business School, because mm. I'm into agribusiness at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm into agribusiness. All right, so you're into different things. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, different okay. things. That's but pretty cool. I just love different spaces. I love meeting new people, mm. expected and unexpected, because <laughs> every person you meet is a journey. Mm. Every experience is a learning curve. Mm. For sure, for sure. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at this book. That, now, the cover, the illustration is, mm. is gorgeous. Thank you. So, I want to understand, was there a particular event or experience that, that shaped your mind or that shaped the story that you wanted to tell? Yeah. This wasn't the initial book cover, mm. actually. This, I designed it, I think, two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because when I was going through it, you know when you finish writing, mm. um, you dropped your script then you kind of go back to it and read again. I went out one day in Kano. I was having a conversation with a friend. She was talking about life experience mm. in the Northern community. Mm. And then I was like, oh, my book talks about that. Mm. And 
Poison in my honey. She's gorgeous. The northern woman, we all know who the typical northern mm. woman is. But then there's something going on. So I was like, hmm, sipping tea. But that tea is poison. It could be honey. It could be mm. anything. So what, what are those factors that are influencing your behavior in mm. the society? Mm. She's veiled. She's covered. She's decent. Mm. So much is going on. What's going on with you? What's mm. inside your mind? I want to know. Mm. So every person, even prior to that, every person I meet, I just try to pen your emotions mm. if i'm not penning your emotions i'm trying to have a conversation with you mm. just i want to understand northern northerner or non-northerner mm. but that particular conversation i had with that friend decided that, okay this is going to be a double cover and you could see like the herbs there are, like some herbs like seeping through her mm. so it could be poisonous vines who knows mm. so it's just a combination a cocktail of emotions Okay, like from what you're describing and also what what I've come to understand about the Northern woman now, she's shrouded in so much mystery. She's yes. she's an she's enigma in herself, really. Yeah, yeah she So is. you're just, because like you pointed out, I'm trying to understand what is, what's going on inside of her. She's she's veiled, like like you described, and, and that veil is a symbol of that mystery as well. So yeah. what else, what other layers are we trying to uncover? What else are we trying to see about this woman? We are trying to feel her. Mm. what are those factors that influence your behavior in the society mm. not only the northern woman when you go through it you find some pieces that mm. talk about diverse women so okay for instance rape mm. divorce in the north in every community divorce is a taboo but in the north it's it's heavy mm. once you're divorced or you're raped you're not allowed to talk about it you are being seen as a devalued item mm. that's forward so you just don't talk about it. You try to just cage back. And when you're going through so much trauma due to unrealistic expectations and standards, you're not supposed to also talk about it. Mm. So you just keep caging and you keep piling emotions. You keep building up. Mm. It's a taboo. Mm. It's like a skeleton that's shackled. For instance, let's say you're schizophrenic. Mm. So you have to like hold back. You have to lower your expectations and let your dreams sleep. I keep trying to educate myself, no matter what, even if it's online. I don't. I still mm. go out of that way. Too. But you're still kind of caged in. You're still mm. living in a box. Mm. All right. So this book is. I'm seeing it's a book of poetry. Yeah. So I stumbled on something then, okay. and I want to ask you what what okay. your thoughts were okay. in this particular excerpt. Okay. So as I gaze and marvel at the order of the universe, mm-hmm. how fine tune the rhythm mystified i look deep within with solitary eyes and a heavy heart i question my own essence yeah a sense of belonging identity Mm. so you're trying to belong okay you're in a society i don't know if this has ever happened to you you go to a place or within even your own community Mm. you feel like you don't belong Mm. Do you, does that happen to you? For sure, for sure. Like, I, okay. I feel like we, we all go through that. Yeah, Identity we, crisis. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. So you have this feeling of displacement. Maybe mm. you are trying to live up to a certain expectation, mm. fulfill an unrealistic world. Mm. So you don't even understand, okay, who am I? Mm. What What is my purpose in life? So that's why, in, like when you read Benet, it says raison d'etat, mm. the essence of being. So I have like so many questions swirling in my head right now, okay. but I'm gonna start try and stay after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna do my best. Okay. Later on we can. Yes. Later on. 
we can say all the things we need to say. No problem. <laughs> okay, so um, is this your first book? Yes, it is. Okay, wow. So you're it an is. upcoming writer. Yes, basically. I am. All right, so... So let me ask, because you told me it took you quite some time to to pen this down, yeah. to put to put this book together. Now, yeah. was it? Would would you say it was something that gave you a sense of purpose? It excited you, or did you have moments of exhaustion, of just of gloom? This is not working out. Why am I doing this? What was the experience? Um, I didn't have a moment of gloom because at some point it was therapeutic. Hmm. You know, we all have our own mediums. Okay, you want to distress. Mm. People have various mediums. Mine is writing. That's my canvas. Mm. So it was therapeutic and I was going through so much. I don't know, like I wrote it down, you know, to read that. Mm. I was going through so much. So much, so much. So I just started writing. And by the time I finished, it was like a burden that has been lifted Lifted. off Mm. me. And as you said, did I find a sense of purpose? Yes, I did. That was how I realized, oh, I'm not the only one. Mm. Those women are not the only ones. You can actually talk to someone mm. and it's okay, but then you get shamed. The things I love about my job, I get to meet these amazing people <laughs> and talk about such deep things. Well, anyway, I would like to know, you must have some authors that you look up to. Yes. People that probably influenced you yeah. to go into writing. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us? Well... Obviously, Chimamad. <laughs> That's one. And yes, she's Elif, She is. She is. She is. Even though I'm not a full-blown feminist, I really love her. I mm. adore her style of writing. Mm. Her art is exquisite. Mm. There's Alicia Fak, the mm. Turkish writer. Mm. Um, I first came across her when I read 40 Rules of Love. At first, I didn't even understand what was going on. Mm. I was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? I just got hooked. So I had to go back. I read it. The next thing, Black Milk. Black Milk opened my book. I don't know if you saw it there. As, there's Black Milk. She talks about the Turkish society, the woman. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's everything that you want to like voice out. Mm-hmm. She's already written it out for you. It's, it's, it's already out there words. for you. Yeah. yeah. So Elif Shafak, there's Paolo, Paolo Coelho. Mm. You love him too? <laughs> he is amazing. And Carlos Ruiz Zafon. He's brilliant. They have an impact mm-hmm. on my style of writing. Mm. Okay, we can see that. So, And I hope our listener gets to read and also, and also so. feel that. <laughs> so, um, as an upcoming writer, now, what advice would you have for someone who's sitting at home now thinking, piling up manuscripts or just writing short poems and maybe ripping them up, throwing them in trash? It's, it's not good. I, I, I don't like it. It's, it's not just flowing out of me. First what of would all, you say to that kind of person? First of all, there's, that's fear. Hmm. Fear of rejection. I would say just put it out there. Even if you feel it's not good and even if you feel you're using platforms like Instagram whereby hmm. likes matter, hmm. but then you'll find your... Just put it out there. Hmm. Your manuscript, if you feel, oh, nobody is going to read it, you'll be surprised. For you to go through that, to actually pick up your pen, to write that, for those Mm. words and ideas to flow, flow you you have an audience. Mm. You just don't know yet. Mm. So by the time you start writing, you you subconsciously know, but then you're too scared to look deep and Mm. look around you Mm. to actually see them and hear them. Mm. So you have to listen, you have to hear. And just don't be afraid. So if you allow Anne, Hanatu, we're going to be here for the next <laughs> 24 hours. 
<laughs> it's possible. But I have to say goodbye here. So thank you, thank you so much for honoring us by, by coming through to the studio. It's been delightful having you here with us. Thank you for having me. And yeah. I'm looking forward to your next book already. Yes. Well, that one is the tornado of things. Okay. <laughs> so the tornado is still coming. The tornado is still coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you so much. Once Thanks again, as well. Hannah thank you too. so, so much. All right, dear listener, you've been listening to Literary Corner on Voice of Nigeria. And here with us, we have the author of Poison in My Honey. This brings us to the end of this episode. I really do hope you enjoy it. Kindly follow us on Instagram and share us with your friends. Thank you. See you next time.